You're listening to The Author's Leverage, where it's all about your book and how to create a greater impact and a greater income with it. This podcast is for the author who knows there's more you can do with that book. Whether you're publishing your first one ever or you've written multiple bestsellers, the path to greatness begins by looking around and seeing that you are, at this moment, standing right in the middle of your own acre of diamonds. My friends, your book is a brand. I'm Parshel Tashi, creative entrepreneur and education design architect, and I'll be your guide diving into the minds of successful authors, renowned publishers, and industry experts to glean practical wisdom you can integrate into your book writing, launch, and marketing strategies today. You'll hear straight from the source how authors like you were able to publish their best work and build wildly profitable, successful businesses around it. Welcome aboard The Author's Leverage. Hello and welcome to The Author's Leverage, where we on this podcast get to talk to amazing professionals in the world of book publishing, book marketing, and book writing as well. And all of the topics that are shared are all geared towards how to make us more successful as authors. And I really do have a lot of fun doing this, this interviewing thing, I have to be honest. Uh, and I'm really uh, honored to have uh, a number of people that come on to, uh, to, to, the, to the platform with us. And one of those today is a really special one. Um, Judy and I met some time ago just online. I think everybody's been doing the virtual meeting with people, meeting new people online. And so I was really blessed and fortunate to have met her. And today the topic is about publishing profits, right? Publishing profits in the sense of creating a path to your book success and doing that from the beginning. And so I'm excited to have that conversation. Let me introduce Judy and then we'll jump right in. Judy Weintraub is an accomplished entrepreneur, business executive, and attorney, and she's a best-selling author. She's the founder of Skill Bites, providing book writing and publishing services for entrepreneurs and professionals to get their books done quickly. In addition to Skill Bites, Judy runs Weintraub Legal Services, providing corporate law services to small businesses and Accord LLC, a dispute resolution practice, providing mediation and arbitration services. So as you can see, this conversation is going to be so good. <laughs> uh, we're bring, uh, so excited, Judy, that you're here. Let me bring you on to uh, onto the, the the video screen here. Judy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Well, thanks so much for having me, Parshall. I'm really looking forward to it. Yes. So your 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 resume speaks for itself, and it's so interestingly uh, well rounded. But all I, all I know is you're a smart person. <laughs> that much I know for sure. Um, but tell us a little bit about your background and um, how you ventured into this world of you know helping authors. Sure. Well, as you mentioned, I'm an attorney. I've been practicing now close to 40 years. And during that time, I have given many presentations. I'd written many articles. And it occurred to me one day, I ought to be able to get more value out of that great content that I had developed. And the obvious thing came to me was, well, I could write a book. I could put all of this really good content into a book, and then it would be more available to a lot more people. But it was kind of a daunting thought. I wasn't sure that I wanted to spend an inordinate amount of time putting together a book. Then I thought, well, rather than a long book, what if I wrote a series of short books? I could put those together much more quickly 
and I thought that they would be more of interest to my target audience because business owners don't have a lot of time. And then they could pick out the one that would be most relevant for them. That really appealed to me. So I went online to look for a good platform that would make it real easy for me to do that because I didn't want to figure it all out myself. And I couldn't find that platform. Mm. So I thought, all right, somebody in my network has done this and they can recommend something for me. So I reached out to, at the time, it was somewhere around 600, 700 people uh, to say, who's published a book and how did you get it done? And would you recommend the resource that you used? Nobody got back to me with a good resource. Mm. However, I wound up with over 65 people getting back to me to say, I love your idea. So when you find that network, could you, or that resource, could you share it with me? Well, I wound up self-publishing. I figured I'm smart. I can figure it out by myself. All these other people have been able to do that. And it was very time consuming. It was frustrating as I made a, a number of mistakes that was time consuming to try to correct but eventually I got my first book done. And when I say a short book, this was a little over 20 pages. Mm. So it could be read very quickly. I sent it around to my network and said, what do you think? And I got very positive feedback. So many people said it was great. I got real practical tips I could implement right away. It saved me money. It saved me time. And I'd like to do something similar. Since you've now figured it out, could you could you coach me? Could you tell me how to do it? So I actually did help about 22 people with their books. And then I thought, well, there's all these people who want this information and doesn't seem like people know about a different resource. I'll create that resource because I found I really enjoyed helping people get their books done. That was the genesis of Skill Bites. Oh my gosh. And I love it. It makes so much more sense now too, to hear it's skill bites, right? It's, it's bite sizes of, you know, something much larger, but can still work in either format. So is that also what you, um, sort of how you structure, you know, the projects that you advise people to do that they're shorter, shorter, quicker books? Well, I've branched out to include longer books because okay. I got somebody who reached out to me to say, well, you're exactly the resource I want, but I don't have a short book. I have a book that's 150 pages. It's like, well, I can do that too. <laughs> um, so now I, I do any size book, but principally business books. That's okay. my main focus. Okay. Um, I still do quite a few of the short books, although they're more in the 50 to 75 page range than in the 20 to 30 page range. Uh, and if people are looking for getting speaking engagements, then I actually recommend that their books be at least 120 pages because speaking bureaus and marketing folk who are finding speakers for conferences want a book that is thick enough to have text on the spine and wow. getting that text that's, that's legible on a spine means that the book needs to have enough pages to make it wide enough for the spine to be legible. And, um, and Amazon actually recommends the book to be 130 pages or more, 
but I have had no problem with text on spine of books that are 120-ish pages. Okay. And what, for, for the, for going back to the shorter books, like that 50 to 70 page mm -hmm. book, um, for what reasons is that advantageous to a business owner? Well, it's a lot quicker to get one of those books written and it's cheaper to print it out when you want copies to give people. A lot of my authors are using their books as basically marketing tools to elevate their credibility, get known as a thought leader. And to them, it makes a lot more sense to give copies away to people than to sell them. You can give a hundred books away. Mm -hmm. And if you get a few customers for that from, from those hundred people, you're going to make a lot more money than if you sell a hundred copies of your book where your royalty might be five or six dollars. Mm. So if you're going to be giving your book away, um, having a shorter book will make it easier for your prospect to actually read it and less expensive for you to make your copies. I had heard a statistic when I was starting this business that the average person only gets through 18 pages of a business book before they put it aside and never get back to it. Mm. Well, if you're only going to know that your reader is going to get through 18 pages, then why spend a ton of time writing a 200 page book? If it's 50 pages, they might say, Oh, you know what? It's not that much longer. Yeah, I'll read it again. Yeah. Um, but if it is a, a longer book, they, they might not read it at all, or they might only read a little bit of it. That's true. And, you know, there's so many books that are being published every day. I think I heard a stat statistic also that it's like 4,000 manuscripts of some sort are being uploaded to Amazon per day. So when for, for you, when you think about that and you think about the number of um, people that even in, in your organization or others that are writing and publishing books and, uh, you know, what, what comes to mind for you when you think of the industry as well as the learner themselves, because, you know, going back to your point before about what size book you do, it sounds like it's really aligned to your goals and who your reader is and what's going to be the most appropriate. But looking today and how the industry has changed, I mean, what do you see is, is happening in your opinion? Well, uh, as you mentioned, there's a ton of new books coming out every single day. It's hard to distinguish your book from all the other books out there. When you are giving copies away instead of selling them, then you have that ability to, uh, to trigger the, um, the lever of reciprocity. When you give something to somebody, they like to give something back, whether they hire you or they give your book to somebody else who needs it or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, most of the time when uh, somebody thinks of you as a published author, they're automatically going to perceive you as an expert, whether your book is 50 pages or whether it's 200 pages. So you can get almost the exact same advantage when you're writing a shorter book. Mm. Um, but the key to making sure that your book is going to work for you is to know exactly why you're writing your book. What do you want to gain from having this book? 
Otherwise, you might not be writing the right book. You might find that you've spent a lot of time writing this book that you have a lot of expertise on, but it's not getting you the results that you want because you didn't really identify what those results were when you started out. Mm -hmm. That is a really critical component of making sure that you're going to get profits from your book. Absolutely. I mean, because... Um you know, you have to, from what you're saying as well, it's like you have to be really intentional and create that path. Exactly. And the path is starts with why you want to write your book. But then you've got to think about, okay, once your book is done, or even while it's being written, how are you going to leverage it? If you're planning to give your book away, that's one option. But Part of that is, okay, how are you going to give it away? You need to come up with your list of people that you're going to send it to. You need to come up with an email um, text or copy to be able to send the book out or a letter if you're sending out the printed version. And you have to come up with a telephone script so that you can call them up and get into mm -hmm. a conversation after they've gotten the book. So there's these steps that you need to have identified so that you can make sure that you are going to achieve those results that you're seeking. Absolutely. And what are the things that usually authors miss that they overlook that becomes a afterthought when maybe it would have made a, a more significant difference uh, from the start? I think a lot of people are writing their books thinking that the effort of writing the book is the main thing that they have to do. But it's sort of comparable to getting pregnant. Writing the book is like being pregnant. But then you have the baby. <laughs> You've got to do something with this book because it's not going to do something by itself. It's not write the book and it will come. The marketing effort to promote the book and get the word out about the book and your expertise is a lot more time consuming than actually getting the book written. Mm. Um, and there's also all the steps of publishing the book. I've had people come to me and say, okay, so now what do I do? I've finished my manuscript. I'm like, well, you need to get an editor, you need to get a layout designer, you need to get a cover designer. Um, you need to get ISBNs, you need to get it formatted for ebook and print book, you need to get it uploaded to these different platforms. And it's like, oh my God, that's all overwhelming. Um, so if you haven't thought about what it's going to take once the manuscript is done, you may not want to get involved with writing the book if you're not going to take all those necessary steps. Because if your book doesn't come out looking really good, then you're actually going to detract from your credibility, not enhance it. And that would be a real shame and a waste of your time. Mm. Mm. And it's, it, it really is. And I think that, you know, in, in the purpose of this conversation is that if you're able to just take a step back before you go forward and really think through the why and, and sort of what you're going to do to make sure that this is, is a success is really, really key. Um, what would you what would you say to those who, let's say, already have a book out and they realize that they have 
you know, missed that boat <laughs> of having the the benefit of, uh, you know, starting afresh? Like, what, what do you say or uh, recommend that they do? Well, if the book topic is not the right topic, then I would say start from scratch rather than spending a lot more time trying to work through the book that's not on the right topic. I had one author come to me. She had attended a weekend retreat, write a book in a weekend. Mm -hmm. She had gotten about 40 or 50% done with writing this book like eight years prior. And she said, you know, I've got this book halfway written or so. I want to just finish it. Can you coach me through the rest of the, the process? I said, sure, I can do that. Tell me what your book is about and what value you aim to get from having this book out there. And she said, well, it's not really what I'm doing anymore. And I said, well, then why do you want to finish the book mm -hmm. if it's not going to help you? Wouldn't you be better off spending that time on something that is going to help you than on something that, yes, you may be partway done, but wouldn't it be a waste of your time to, to try to get that done? Mm -hmm. And she ultimately decided, yeah, that's that was not the right avenue for her to to try to get that other book done. Man, that, that makes a lot of sense. Not every topic, um, you know, either may not be the right audience out there for it, like a good fit there and a numer numerous of other uh, reasons that for that in terms of why some books work and some don't. Um, but I love that. Is there anything else that you would say to an author who, let's say they've had their book out for um, five years and, you know, they're ready to speak more and just ready to do more and they realize, oh, yeah, I, I, I have a book, you know? Well, I would suggest updating the book, mm. putting out a revised edition. You know, you can have the same cover, but you can have that little um, band at the top that says... Um, new edition or revised edition or updated edition or something like that. And, um, and then you can have the copyright year updated to the current year, because that's important for people when they're looking for a book. If you see 20 books on your topic, and one of them is from 2022, and all the others are older, the chances mm -hmm. are you're going to go with the one that's 2022, because that's the most current. So you want to pay attention to that copyright year. If, you're, if your book is even three years old, it's going to fall down that list of what people are motivated to buy. So updating your, your, your book. And if you can do that um, for 20% or so of your book, you can get uh, another ISBN and update your copyright date. Uh, and then it's almost like a, a, a brand new book out there. Mm -hmm. So basically a relaunch that makes a lot of sense. Right. Yeah. So, and I know that, you know, there's so many interesting things that are happening in the publishing industry and, you know, Amazon and a number of other platforms that are coming about, what what makes you the most excited when you maybe think ahead, uh, let's say five, 10 years, uh, when you think about this space and how authorship evolves? Well, I'm not sure if it's excitement so much. Yeah, I was trying to say, for some anxiety. people it might not be exciting, but yeah, the, what, what's um, your take on the future? Yeah, I mean, Amazon comes out with changes, yeah. maybe not daily, but 
certainly weekly and monthly, there are things that they're coming out with. And if you're going to do it all yourself, then you have to know what all these changes are versus going with uh, a hybrid publisher or a traditional publisher who is keeping on top of all of these things. Um, whether you have your book in your own account or whether you have it in your publisher's account, if you start and say, you know what, I don't want to have my book in my own account. I would just as soon have you take care of it all and I don't have to mess with it. And then if later you say, you know, I really would like to be able to change the price or change the keywords or change the categories and, and all those things, or if it's in your own account, you can do it yourself real easily. But at that point, if you want to transfer, you lose all your reviews. So if you have 20 book reviews and maybe they're five stars, four stars, whatever, they're going to go away when you transfer from your publisher's account to your own, your own account. You may not fully appreciate that when you're first getting your book published. Um, and then in addition to losing that, um, recently Amazon started requiring you to have a new ISBN when the book gets transferred, which means that your copyright page has to get changed with the new uh -huh. ISBN, your cover needs to get changed because the barcode on the back is no longer the right barcode. Mm. And you've got all of these additional steps. So things like that, um, you have to stay on top of, and it's difficult when that's not your primary business to know all those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that, I guess in some respects, uh, I can see an exciting path unfolding there because um, there are folks like us who are always being on, you know, we're on the up and up as it relates to what's happening in the space. And we're there as a resource. So that way you don't have to feel alone in the process. And you know that you're being guided by someone who is looking into those details. I mean, that's really interesting, too, I would say in that respect is like how books are being published and the support behind getting it published um, is evolving in really unique ways. Yes. And it's great because in the in the olden days of 20 years ago or so, you didn't have this ability to self-publish. You kind of had to go through a traditional mm -hmm. publisher. Mm -hmm. Now it's significantly harder to get a traditional publisher interested in your book. And it takes a long time. And if you're writing a business book in order to help you grow your business, you don't want to wait two years for your book to come out. Mm-hmm. Not all traditional publishers take that long, but it might take a year for you to get a traditional publisher and then another year for the book to get published. Whereas in self-publishing, depending on exactly what services you're looking for and how long your book is and things like that, it might take four months, six months, something like that. And your book's out. You can really use it in your business. Hmm. That's powerful information. Sure is. Um, Judy, thanks. I'm so glad that you were able to come on. I do want to ask you a couple more questions. One being, um, what sort of, is there anything maybe I didn't ask you that uh, maybe you'd like to touch on or leave as uh, parting words of advice to the listeners and viewers? Um, and then the last question I always ask is, uh, what is your one word? If there was one word that was your message to, uh, to the world, to people that you want to help in some way, what is that one word that you you would you would hold up on a sign or say 
Okay, well, um, I'll have to think about that for a sec, but okay. <laughs> your other question, you got to think hard about the, the purpose for the book and how you're going to achieve the results that you want in order for your book to be successful. And that really takes identifying the nitty gritty details of what is going to have to happen, who's going to do it, when is it going to get done, so that you have that plan that will help you get to the results. Knowing what your, your objective is for your book is great, but unless you have the plan for getting there, the likelihood is that you, you won't succeed, and that would, is really a shame. So that's what I really encourage people to do is, uh, and, and one of the services that I offer is helping them to plot out exactly how they can use their book so that it will help them grow their business. Uh, and then I guess in terms of the one word, the word that I've heard from a lot of my authors who have published their books is confidence. Ooh. When you're a published author, you not only have that perception of being an expert from others, it really helps you to feel more confident in yourself. And when you are more confident in your conversations with others, you get more business. 100%. That is so good. I love that. That, that I've, I've heard a lot of different words. Uh, that one kind of strikes a little bit differently, especially on this topic of uh, authorship and what it means to publish, you know, your thoughts and your ideas and, and whatnot. I mean, what a boost of confidence just to have it, you know, you're so right, just to have it uh, in that form and, uh, and just how you feel on the inside having done that. It's huge. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Judy, for, for being here. Such a great conversation. Um, also let the uh, the listeners and those watching know where they can find you or contact you or if you have any um, anything else that you want to share and how people can get in touch with you. Sure, yes. Uh, my, my website is skillbytes.net. Unfortunately, skillbytes.com was <laughs> taken by a UK training company. Yeah, yeah. So I went with the .net. So it's Skillbytes, S-K-I-L-L-B-I-T-E-S, just like Soundbytes, except with skills, uh, .net. Beautiful. And we will connect this on the podcast as well. So wherever you're listening or watching this, you can check out what Judy's up to and um, get in touch with her there. So again, Judy, thank you so much for, for being here. This was such a, a, a great honor and Thanks for all the work that you do in this space and helping others get their message and their light out there. So thumbs My up. My pleasure, Parshall, and thanks so much for having me on your show. Yeah, absolutely. And for those that have tuned in, thank you so much for being here. Um, as you can see in these conversations, you're so good. I, I really enjoy just learning and learning from some of the best in the industry. So I trust that you've taken something as well. And if you're an author who's in that position, like we talked about today, and you're seeing more for your book, whether you're getting ready to publish one or you've already published one, 
um, we're excited to help authors expand upon that. So if you've considered making an online course or some learning experience online happen, um, feel free to go over to our website. We created a quiz there called, Should I Turn My Book Into a Course? And it's really quickly gonna go through some uh, five areas that are gonna help you um, really quickly come to that understanding. And then there'll be a slew of resources for, the, for that as well if you decide that that's a good path for you. But excited that you're here. This is the Author's Leverage um, where we help authors uh, expound upon what they've written. We turn books into courses and we have amazing conversations with other people who do incredible work with authors as well. So thanks again for being here and we'll see you next time on The Author's Leverage. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Author's Leverage. You can subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, do me a favor. If you found this helpful, leave us a review and share this episode with someone it could help along their journey check out more resources, visit theauthorsleverage.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time.